So there's two primary categories or markets that we get the private money from. One category is our war market, people that we've got some type of relationship with. And truth be told, most people have got a much larger network than they actually realize that they do. The other category of getting private money is from existing private lenders themselves. Welcome to Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, a podcast for international investors and real estate entrepreneurs looking to break into the U.S. market. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate. I'm Rick Goosens, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. Good as always to have you with us on this show. Now, as you know, it is my job to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop real estate investors, business owners and entrepreneurs here in the United States. There's no BS on this show, just in-depth conversations about successfully investing here in the US. I want you all to be educated when it comes to investing, and it really starts with you tuning each and every week to grow your financial IQ and listen to my cracking guests that I have on the show. Remember, you can hit subscribe on iTunes and so that you can be notified each week when a cracking episode is released. If you do like this show, please give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. Now, before I introduce you to the cracking entrepreneur on today's show, I want to announce that I have a new website where this podcast will be hosted. Uh, head over to my new website, which is www.reedgoosens.com. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. You're going to find out a lot more about what makes me tick, uh, a lot more about the show, my services, my consulting business. Plus, you're also going to find a host of free educational blogs, videos, and webinars so you can continue learning whilst, you know, between listening to my awesome episodes. That is reedgoosens.com. Remember guys, if you ever are in LA and you want to meet up for a beer, a drink, a coffee, some lunch, just hit me up. Always give me a bit of a heads up notice. I love meeting up with my loyal listeners uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, head, uh, you can shoot me an email, I should say, at info at rsnpropertygroup.com. G'day, g'day, guys, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the U.S., an Aussie's guide to U.S. real estate, the number one podcast geared towards helping investors break into the U.S. market and start buying cash-flowing deals. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, as you know, it is my job to explore, dissect, and interview the cream of the crop when it comes to real estate, business, and investing here in the United States, so you can all make the right financial decisions to create massive amounts of cash flow, financial freedom, and long-term wealth. If you do like this show, please give us a review on iTunes, and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching Reed Goosens. That's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S. Today in the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jay Connor. Jay's been buying and selling houses for over 14 years and has been involved in over $52 million worth of transactions. For the past seven years, Jay has been completely automated his seven-figure income business to where he only works on his business less than 10 hours a week. He is a leading expert on private money and he once raised over $2 million in less than 90 days in private money whilst being cut off from the banks. He's also a contributing author to the best-selling book, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. So without further ado, let's get him out here. G'day, Jay. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Reed. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. And I tell you what, it's such a pleasure to be on your show because I tell you what, you're just known all over the place as having, you know, uh, the best listeners, the best guests. And so I'm just so excited to be here to share with you and your listeners. Well, mate, I'm, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day. Where are you dialing in from today? Dialing in all the way from over here on the other side of the nation in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Moorhead City is right here on the coast at Atlantic Beach. In fact, I can look out my window and, and look at the Intracoastal Waterway. Uh, this is where I was born and raised. It's a real small town. Moorhead City itself only has 8,000 people. My target market only has 40,000 people. So uh, we're right here on the coast in a small little town. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Mate, before we dive into the nuts and bolts of today's show, you obviously have a story, you have a background. What was the mindset change, or can you elaborate on your background, and what was that mindset change that wanted to get you involved in real estate investing full-time? 
Sure. Well, I was raised in the mobile home business or manufactured housing business or decades ago, people called them trailers. And um, so anyway, my father, Wallace Connor, actually ended up having the largest retailing company of manufactured homes. So I was born and raised in that business and stayed in it until 14 years ago. I knew, Reed, back in 1993, uh, really good friends of ours that live here in Newburn, North Carolina, which is only about 30 minutes away, they were wanting to build their first house, and they didn't have the money to put down or their seed capital to get it going. So anyway, our friend's wife uh, was a full-time real estate investor down in Florida, and he told them, he said, you know, I'll come up to North Carolina. We'll, I'll buy a fixer-upper for you, a single-family house that needs uh, fixing up. You all can do the sweat equity on the uh, weeknights and on the weekends, and we'll sell it, and you can keep the profit for your down payment on your new house. And so they did that, and they flipped that house, and they pocketed $25,000 in less than 90 days. This was in 1993. Bear in mind, I was struggling to make $3,000 on a single-wide manufactured home. <laughs> I said, you know what, Jay? If you ever get out of the mobile home manufactured housing business, I know what I want to do. I want to flip single-family houses and maybe do some commercial, too. So fast forward to 14 years ago, the retail financing was cut off like overnight on the manufactured housing business. And so we had to liquidate that company out and sell it off. In the midst of that year, as we were shutting the company down, I started to realize and begin my dream of investing in single-family houses. So what did I do? I went and found the Homes Magazine. That's back when realtors actually had monthly magazines published with pictures of their single-family houses. I looked for the ugliest, nastiest-smelling house I could find. My dad and my wife says I found it. It was a foreclosure. It had been on the market for nine months, been shown over 65 times with no offers. I said, wow, that sounds like an opportunity. I walked in that house. I was in it 10 seconds, and I gagged and had to walk out. I said, well, I read a book that says that's the smell of money. So <laughs> I put an offer on it. I bought it for $50,000. Wow. And by the way, I funded this deal with an unsecured line of credit at the bank. 14 years ago, you know, if you could fog a mirror, you could get unsecured lines. And so <laughs> I put the offer in, used the bank's money, bought it for 50000 rehabbed it and put 50000 more in it. So I had 100000 in that little single family house. And in less than 45 days, I flipped it and I pocketed $40,000. I said, wow. I like $40,000 better than $3,000. So ever since that time, we've rehabbed over 350 houses, done a lot more deals than that. We've rehabbed 350 houses, a little bit more than that, and I've been growing the business ever since. That's an incredible story. Um, pretty awesome that you were born into sort of real estate investing with your dad creating or building uh, manufactured housing. And uh, interesting to hear that, you know, financing went away from that, that sector of the business back in, uh, was it, you said the, the, the late 1990s, is that right? Early 2000s? <clears throat> well, in early 93 is when I, when my friends actually, you know, had the, had her dad from Florida come up and do it. But it was 14 years ago when uh, really all the financing was, was shut off of the uh, manufactured housing. So that's how recent it was wow. of uh, getting into the single family houses. Wow. Well, mate, the reason I got you on the show today is that I love the fact that you were a contributing author to the best-selling book, you know, how to get deals done in the new economy. And I really want to dive into what is the new economy and how do you make money in today's, you know, with the different changings, everything around the world is, seems to be going crazy. So in your mind, Jay, what does def defining the new economy to you mean? And, and how do we all prosper? Sure. Well, you know, in my opinion and in what I've discovered in recent years, right now, we've got the best opportunity, particularly here in the U.S., for the entrepreneurial spirit to come alive and people to actually be able to realize what it is, whatever their desires are. And so, like for me in real estate investing, I got into it. I started out with the unsecured lines of credit. But, uh, and I'll share this whenever you want me to, and if time permits, <laughs> um, it wasn't long before I was cut off from the banks. And so in this new economy, here's the big opportunity. Here in the United States right now, 
and everybody listen closely. In the United States right now, the average 12-month certificate of deposit in a bank <laughs> is paying only a whopping 0.34%. So you say, wait a minute, Jay, what is so good about that? I'll tell you what's good about that. Uh, people are struggling a little bit to know where in the world to put their money. And us as real estate investors, it's our moral and ethical responsibility to help them with that problem. <laughs> so when we come along and we offer a program to where individuals can loan their money out or invest with us as real estate investors into a very safe and conservative program, we come along and we can give them 16, 18, 20 times as much, 40 times as much in returns as they can get through the local bank. So this, this new economy of where people are looking for a place to invest their money, we have got the program today as real estate investors to where we can formulate and create win, win, win uh, relationships. Love it. I, I love what you, you ended on there with this win-win-win um, because the fact is that's what everyone is struggling with right now. There's negative interest rates around the world in other countries. You know, people are struggling and sick and tired of maybe investing in, you know, you know, fluctuating stock market. So they're looking for things to invest in, aka real estate. Um, and we won't get into the fact how real estate is classed as a diversified asset, but never mind. <laughs> but what <laughs> what is interesting is, you know, so you talk about, you know, the, 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 the new economy. How has it changed from when you were a young guy, you know, in terms of people go out there, you get a job, you stay in one career for the 30 years of your life. How has that morphed into you you know, being an entrepreneur in today's world and trying to keep afloat and how can other people who want to become entrepreneurs learn from your journey uh, and make the same sort of successes that you've created? Sure. Well, what I've discovered and observed is like when I was growing up as a young boy, teenager, young 20s, I mean, people back then, and I'm 56 years old now, mm -hmm. people back then, they got into a career, they stayed in the career, their idea was that, you know, I'm going to stay on this job for 30 years, I'm going to retire, I'm going to have a pension, I'm going to have retirement income, I'll have Social Security as well, and their focus was living towards retirement. Well, that whole mindset has changed, and here's the deal. And that is people, and this, this just hasn't happened the last five years or 10 years, but people have migrated to this, what's the next opportunity and how can I find a better opportunity, you know, right now, next year, this year. And so people are changing jobs and changing careers, you know, like every, you know, two or three years. Yep. But here's, here's, the, here's what I want to drive home, and that is – Come on over here into this world of being an entrepreneur, and you don't have to worry about jumping from here and jumping to there and jumping to there and the next thing. You can come over here as an entrepreneur and listen, the fun, don't have to worry about the funding. There's, there's money all around you now in today's economy. The funding's all around you. So you can come over here in the world of entrepreneur. You can be a real estate investor, if that sounds interesting to you, in commercial, in single-family houses, and you truly can, uh, you know, make the pathway, pave the road to where you want to go. And I'll tell you what, one of the first books, I became a, a self-improvement, self-help, if you will, book junkie when I was <laughs> 24 years old. And I'll tell you what. One of the most formative books I ever read, read, and in fact, I'm going back through it right now again with another friend of mine, One Lesson a Day, The University of Success by Og Mandino, and the foundational principle of that book is become and be 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life. And you know what? When you become the entrepreneur, you really can play that principle out. 
right. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Being 100% responsible for your, things that happen in your life. I hope everyone's listening to that because, Jay, you just hit it you know, square, smack bang on the head. You hit the nail on the head there because that's what a lot of people expect. They're expecting things to happen to themselves in, in this life. No one's going to walk into your living room while you're watching the TV and give you your dreams, right? To be an entrepreneur, to take control and to live the life you want to live, it takes hard work and it takes education and it takes listening to these sort of podcasts and listening to Jay and reading, you know, different types of books to be educated. So Jay, about the educational side of it, we, you know, the idea is great. Let's be an entrepreneur. Let's go out there and, and grab it. Where could they, where can people go listening to you? They, they want to know a little bit more about, you know, your processes and we're going to get into your processes in, in just in a minute here. Um, but how important is it to them to, to, to start being educating themselves towards a financial future, which is free of a, of a J-O-B. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, this, one of the smartest things that I did early on 14 years ago when I started investing in real estate is I got a mentor. Get a mentor. Don't try to, you know, go through the minefield or go through the challenges on your own. Join hips with somebody that knows what they're doing. And as a result, you know, I started really following my passion six and a half years ago uh, after I got my business automated and actually being in it less than 10 hours per week. In fact, you probably have to push me against the wall for me to identify more than five hours a week now in the business and netting over seven figures net income per year. So I got a, I got a mentor. And six years ago, I started traveling the nation, Reed, inspiring, teaching, motivating uh, other real estate investors or want to be real estate investors on how to do the business like I do it. So the first recommendation, uh, the strongest recommendation, most important recommendation that I could give uh, your listeners is if you're starting out, get a mentor that knows what they're doing, that has, that's got the success and the experience behind them. If you are a seasoned real estate investor, and now you want to come over to another area, such as, let's say you've been in single family all this time, and now you want to branch out into commercial, get a mentor. I mean, folks, even until this day right now, I'm a member of three different mastermind groups. I run my own mastermind group, that real estate investors, you know, are, are participating in. And <clears throat> since I'm a international speaker to real estate investors, even to this day, I've got my own coach and personal coach and mentor uh, that I meet with regularly that just helps me in my speaking business. So again, saddle up with somebody that knows what they're doing better than you are. I couldn't, couldn't agree more with you. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You, you keep, you just give me all this awesome advice, mate. And my listeners awesome advice is that you surround yourself with the people who've done it before. And that's really important because people are probably listening to this and thinking, Oh, this is all well and good. But if you don't go out there and create a team around you, like Jay, you've created your own team um, that helps you be successful in today's world. You're not going to get anywhere. And, and the thing is being successful in, in whether it's in real estate investing or in business or whatever it might be, you need a team around you. And, and, and starting with a mentor is, uh, is an awesome first step. So Jay, I want to get into, you know, the nuts and bolts of, of what you do. You know, you, you talk, you've alluded to a few different things. You've beaten around the bush a little bit, but let's dive into the nuts and bolts of how you're being creative with your money, avoiding using banks, but you can still buy Kraken. And I like to use the word Kraken. And if you don't know what that is, Jay, it's just a really awesome smoking hot deal without using the bank's money. So do you want to walk us through a typical acquisition for you that would be creative in the way that can help people maybe not having to, to dawn the, the doorways of a, of a bank? Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> let me go back uh, from today, eight years ago, last month, I remember, and I'm talking to you, Reed, from uh, right here in my offices. So uh, I'm in the conference room, but right next door into my personal executive office, I was standing behind my chair on the telephone and I called up my banker. Now, this was eight years ago. I called up my banker and I had two single family houses under contract to close within 30 days. And uh, so I called up my banker. His name was Steve. And I said, Steve, I got two houses under contract. And I want to close in 30 days. And I told him where they were located. Bear in mind, Steve had been funding my deals now. Now, of course, we were using secured lines of credit eight years ago. 
and uh, he was, and so he'd been funding my deals. And so I called him up, tell him where the houses are, are located. I'm on closing in 30 days. And I tell you, Reed, there was this dead silence on the other end of the phone, which is never a good sign. Never a good sign. <laughs> so Steve clears his throat and he says, Jay, I'm sorry, but the bank has collapsed your line of credit. Wow. Well, I never heard of a line of credit being collapsed, but I knew it didn't sound good. I said, what do you mean, Steve? You, the bank has collapsed my line of credit. What's going on? He says, well, just right now, the bank has decided not to loan any more money out to real estate investors. Well, my first thought was, I sure would have been nice to have known that. I mean, I'm getting ready to make over $100,000 on these two houses uh, after I flip them. And now I'm cut off with no notice. And so here's what I really want to drive home to everybody. And so here I was, cut off, no notice, no way to fund my deals. And I tell you, folks, <laughs> my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. And in less than two weeks, less than two weeks, I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money. Not hard money, not hard money, private money that's actually coming from individuals like you and me. And I was introduced to this wonderful world of self-directed IRAs and where to go to network with these people to find them. And so as a result, this adversity, as a result of my banker cutting me off, in less than 90 days, I attracted and raised $2,150,000 in new funding. So my banker actually did me a favor by cutting me off. <laughs> my first year, funding all my deals with private money, tripled our income, put us in the seven-figure net income category, and now, eight years in a row, I have never missed out on a deal because I did not have the money and able to also maintain the net profit. So, Reed, I don't share that with everybody to pat myself on the back. <laughs> I share that from this standpoint. You know, have you ever been through that situation or you may be in that situation right now where you're going, why me? Why me? What's going on? I'm out of control. And I'm telling you, that adversity was the biggest transformation moment that I had in real estate investing to where that adversity became such a huge blessing. And so now as a result, not only do we fund all of our deals with the private money, and of course we get creative, you know, we'll talk to folks about selling us with owner financing and subject to the existing note. But at the end of the day, only 13% of those people will do that. 87% want all the money. So now, as a result, I get to share this information, how I do it step by step. With I now have over 2,000 students uh, that are following my system, at, and that's my passion, being able to share the information and help others grow their business as well. That is an incredible story, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into that story because you had you the banker said no this essentially said get lost jay you know we're not lending you any more money so that's let's walk about let's walk through the process of 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 coming up with that aha moment of let's get some private money so did you have a network of people that you already knew that wanted to get a good return on their money but they didn't know where to place it or was it a you had to go build it from scratch and that's in the in, in a two month period you raised over 2 million bucks how did that yeah. process work yeah, excellent. So I called up a good friend of mine, Jeff, that lives or lived at the time in Greensboro, North Carolina. And he was a real estate investor as well, doing single family houses. And he had been using lines of credit at the bank. So, you know, one of the first things I did was I reached out to my friend and I called him up. And I said, Jeff, what am I going to do? All right. So there's the first step. Don't don't crawl up in a ball and go crawl over there in the corner somewhere, you know. Reach out and start asking and asking and asking. And so I asked Jeff, I said, what am I going to do? He says, well, Jay, I heard of this fella called Ron Legrand out of Jacksonville, Florida. And I've heard he's got a pretty neat way. Of course, he teaches real estate investing like I do. Right. But he uses this stuff called private money. He says, you might want to go to one of his conferences. So I went to one of Ron's conferences. And I was there in less than two weeks from being cut off. I learned about the concept. And I tell you what, I got the basics and I put it on steroids and actually developed a system. All right. So don't try to fly by your pants. 
I actually put a five-step system together on saying hello to a potential private lender to actually getting the funding. And it's those five steps that I still use to this day on getting the funding. So in answer to your question, I reached out for help. I asked other people that I knew that was in real estate investing, and then they pointed me in the right direction, and then I took it from there. Incredible stuff. I, I want to actually touch a little bit on those five steps, if you don't mind. You know, just from an overview, I know you don't want to throw uh, the baby out with the kitchen water, but you know, what is the, what are those five steps? To, 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 sure. You, you've you've got you're in a distress situation. Okay, I need to reach out to some private lenders or some private money people. Um, okay, what do we do? Pick up the phone. What's the next step after that? Exactly. So there's two primary categories or markets that we get the private money from. One category is our warm market, people that we've got some type of relationship with. And truth be told, most people have got a much larger network than they actually realize that they do. The other category of getting private money is from existing private lenders themselves. So let me start with the existing private lenders. <clears throat> So existing private lenders, what did I do? Well, I hired when I started out. So this was the hard way. We got a lot easier way now. I started out by hiring my real estate attorneys paralegal every month to search the public records here in our county where I invest, looking for individuals' names on mortgages. Here in North Carolina, we're in a deed of trust state. Same thing. Most people call it a mortgage. But looking for individuals' names that had loaned money out on a separate property other than the one that they lived in. So I didn't want any owner-financed people or people that had sold their house with owner financing. I wanted true individuals that had loaned money out on other real estate and had gotten a mortgage to secure the note. I developed a series of three letters to mail to these people to establish a relationship I wasn't openly soliciting back then mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you couldn't openly solicit without having the SEC, uh, you know, put together, um, you know, the, the program for you. Uh, so I just wrote letters to establish a relationship. And once they responded to those letters, then, you know, we could talk about private money since I knew they were existing private lenders. We have a much easier way today to locate the existing private lenders out of public records. And that is, I hired some very, very smart software engineers to develop software for me and my students to where now you can go into my, as a student, you can go into my private lender data feed, type in any zip code in the nation and search from 25 to 500 miles from that zip code and locate with the push of a button private lenders right in your area or anywhere in the nation. And so we update that software and that, and that data feed every month and keep the past four months in there. We even track which people have loaned out two or more loans in the last year and which ones have loaned out five or more in the past year. So those are existing private lenders. And let me just quickly also share with everybody where else you can find existing private lenders. And that is go to self-directed IRA conferences and read, I'm sure you've probably talked about self-directed IRAs on your yes, show before, have. right? Yes, we have. And I've got many Excellent. who are self-directed IRA investors in my deals, but continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So go to the self-directed IRA conferences and if you don't know where to go, all you got to do is reach out to Reed and Reed can plug you in as to where they are and, and who to go to. I've been using the, self, the same self-directed IRA company for the past eight years. As a matter of fact, right now, my wife, Carol Joy and I, we've got 44 individual private lenders that continue to fund our real estate investing business. And over half of them are using their self-directed IRAs, their retirement monies, to fund our deals and get, you know, their returns and their uh, their returns on their investment tax-free and penalty-free. That's existing private lenders. Now, let's come over here to the warm market. Who's in your network? Okay. Sort of like who's in your wallet, right? Well, they're not in your wallet yet, but we're going to pull them over to the wallet. So five steps. And here they are really quickly. Number one, identify your potential private lenders in your warm market. You say, well, Jay, how do I do that? Well, I've actually got what's called the magic 44 grid. That's 44 different categories 
of people that you've got contact uh, information with or you've got their contact info, your cell phone, obviously, your email, your Facebook. So I help you create this magic list of potential private lenders. Then step number two is to have just a casual, short conversation with them. Okay. You don't have to do that yourself. I've got scripts that you can actually get a virtual assistant. Speaking of virtual assistants, that's a big part of my automation <laughs> systems read is virtual assistants. But anyway, you can, I've got scripts for virtual assistants that can actually contact people in your warm market. And these scripts simply lead up to step number three. So the, the short little conversation is a qualifying conversation to see if they have investment capital or retirement money that they're not happy with the returns and, you know, they, they're looking for something safe and secure. So step two is a little qualification, very, very short conversation that can be automated. Step number three is very magical. Eight years ago, and I'm still using it to this day, and over 2,000 of my students are doing it, I've got a 16-minute audio called Stress-Free Investing. Stress-Free Investing. And this audio, we've got it in CD, you can put it on an MP3, you can YouTube it, etc. So I customize these audios for my students, and what the audio does, it does not spill the beans on your private lending program or our private lending program. It just gives an overview of what it's all about. And then what that does is step number four, it leads to the one-on-one. -on -one. And the one-on-one -on -one is where we spill the beans. What is the interest rate we pay? How are they safe and secure? What's the maximum loan to value? How can they get their funds back in less than 90 days if they have an emergency? What's their minimum rate of return? So. That one-to-one, -one, and I've got a simple little PowerPoint that people use to go over the program. And then step number five is to simply ask for a verbal pledge. Again, that's from your warm market. Now, with existing private lenders, those are not the five steps. With existing private lenders, it's an interview process. So in my warm market today, I'm paying folks 8% is what I'm paying, 8%, not hard money private money, 8%. So when I contact or I meet an existing private lender and I ask them, well, what interest rate are you accustomed to getting today? And they tell me 6%, I don't argue. <laughs> <laughs> I say, oh, no, 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 no. I pay 8%. So <laughs> if they're happy with 6%, I'm happy with 6%. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to oversell them, right? You don't want to say, oh, well, you can come over here, I'll pay you two extra percent, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely incredible stuff. I, what I, there's so many questions I have. I know we've got limited time, but the whole process in which these private lenders sit. So say, so you're using them as the bank, correct? They're, they are sitting in first position, Correct. The majority of them are in first position, but I've got quite a few of those 44 that only have like 30000 or $40,000. Right. So we'll use that as rehab money on whichever properties we may need it on. And they will be in second position and they, they know what position they're in. And I do pay a little more interest in second position. We pay 10% for the smaller amounts of money. Right, right. No, no, that's, and, and is that typically for a year or how long are your investment terms for? Yeah, excellent question. So if the money is coming from just their investment capital, it's two years. And if it's coming from their self-directed IRA, we'll do it for five years. However, most of the houses we do sell out in 12 to 18 months because what we do is our exit strategy. A lot of our homes we sell on rent to own or lease purchase right. for people that have less than perfect credit. And what we have is an amazing credit repair program because that's why the buyers need our program is they, they, they can't get a mortgage. And so they move into our homes. They enjoy it as though it's their, their own home. We require them to enter the credit repair and restoration process. And so from the time we buy a house, rehab it, it's occupied within 60 to 90 days. And then we'll give them, well, the term is two years from the private lender, but the buyer is getting a one-year term, okay? Right. And so what I love about that, read is by the time they cash out, I'm now past the 12-month part, 
And so my taxes are long-term capital gains. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so many questions, but I want to start on the single family side. And that is, um, you're, you're doing like a, a, a lease to own sort of thing, a lease option, correct? You, you, they put a little bit of money down. They take, they become, they're sort of renting still, but they become like a tenant mindset. So they take better care of the property. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. They'll put down typically $10,000 or more in a non-refundable lease option fee or option fee, which of course will be applied to their down payment and or closing cost and or purchase price uh, when they're ready for cash out. And we tell them at the closing table, for all practical purposes, this home is yours. We just haven't transferred the title yet. And so we're all moving towards cash out and closing. And, and so, yes, they take much better care of the home. But you know what, Reed? Something you just said or I just said triggered this. A few minutes ago, we were talking about win, 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 win propositions. Yep. Let me tell you just real quickly why in my world it's such a win-win for everybody. Number one, it's a big win for the private lenders because they're earning so much more returns than they can get through any other traditional resources. It's a win for the seller of the house because many houses we buy are distressed, people are in financial difficulty, we're able to put cash in their pocket and help them move on, so it's a win for the seller. Then it's a win for the buyer of our homes who typically couldn't get a mortgage and now we've got a way for them to own. In fact, we offer our rent-to-own homes actually in the rent section of the uh, of Craigslist and our other social media and newspapers because people looking in the rent section don't know they've got a way to own. That's the third win. And then, of course, the fourth win is us in the middle of the, of the picture sort of being like an orchestra director. And, of course, we win with the huge profits. So it's a win four ways around. Love it. Love it. In terms of the – we talk about the single-family side, and this is great. They, they sort of – People can sit in first position or in second position if they're on the rehab side. What about on the commercial side? When a property's a little, a little larger, can you still use the same you know adage that you go out and pool investors together to act in the in, in the to sit in the first position, or could you combine the private money lending system with debt from a bank like Freddie and Fannie financing? Right. Yes. Um, so I've got some good friends and I've done commercial as well. I've got a very, very nice shopping center uh, that's only about 10 minutes from our home. But I've got some good friends that are into the apartments, you know, um, uh, the um, uh, duplex, triplex, quadplex, and even all up into they may have like a 30 or 40 door apartment complex. Mm -hmm. And what they will do is they will stack the private lenders uh, like in my private lender data feed, typically those folks max out at about $800,000. Right. But if you had, you know, let's say you were doing a, um, a, a maybe a, a $3 million, $4 million project mm -hmm. for an apartment complex, then it's easy to combine those private lenders and give them an, uh, an equal share of security of that property. And so, yes, private lenders like I use in single family houses can be used over on the commercial side as well. So when it's uh, it just creates maybe a little bit more work because you've got to pull them together um, to be on the first position. But I but I love I love everything that you you're talking about. There's actually a couple of buddies of mine um, who structure their financing in, in a similar way to you, and they offer investors different tiers to invest in. Right, they can be in the first position, second position, or in the, the the top position, the most riskiest position. And giving investors options like that is really kind of attractive because they can then choose where they want to put their money, right? And, and I think that's what you know, you're doing with your business, both on the single family and the commercial family side. So really, really incredible stuff. Um, I want to just briefly touch on your automation business. I know we're, we're running out of time here, um, but you, know, you only work 10 hours a week. You briefly touched on your, your virtual assistants. How, does the, the, how do you automate your, your business in terms of finding private money lenders for your single family properties? to then you only have to work 10 hours a week uh, on it. Sure. More, more, work more than 10 hours a week. Probably people are scratching their heads out there listening to me. <laughs> 10 hours a week, that's crazy. But yeah. walk me through the process. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, there's a concept, and this is a foundational concept when it comes to, well, my dad used to say, dictate, delegate, and disappear. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and of course, show back up when they least expect it. Dictate? But, what was it? Dictate? Yeah, dictate, delegate, 
disappear. Disappear. <laughs> you can use that, Reed. You can use it. <laughs> but anyway, there's a foundational concept and principle that I really didn't get my head wrapped around really until about eight years ago. Okay. So I was in my forties until I really became very, very aware of this concept. And here it is. Listen carefully. Any activity that I am doing that I can pay somebody else to do for X, whatever that is, X dollar amount, mm -hmm. I am earning that dollar amount myself per hour while I'm doing it. For example, if I can pay someone $15 an hour to do an activity, Maybe that's doing some, you know, posting of, um, of marketing, maybe posting my Facebook ads or whatever. We do a lot of Facebook ads in my real estate investing business here locally to attract sellers and to attract buyers. My lands, we get over 300 new buyers or potential buyers of our homes a month in my small little area just called the Facebook ads. Wow. And I have a virtual assistant that, that posts all the ads. It costs me a whopping a whopping $40 a week to get my Facebook ads posted on automatic every day at 12 noon and also at 5 p.m. So back to this concept. If I can hire a virtual assistant or anybody to do an activity for $15 an hour, if I am doing that activity itself, I'm only earning $15 an hour. Okay. So with that foundational concept, I started the best that I could eight years ago, starting to automate every piece of my business. And so when I went about my day, I said, Jay, who else can do this and how much is it going to cost? All right. And, you know, real estate investors and, and, and my students, when they first come into my world, they'll go, I can't afford to automate all that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and really getting the help does not cost that much. For example, I have got a virtual assistant that works from her home. That's why she's virtual. I can't see her. Okay. <laughs> she works from her home and her job is to talk to all the new potential buyers that are coming into our marketing funnel, get their information, do pre-qualifications, send them to homes. And guess what? My virtual assistant doesn't cost me anything until I sell something. So my virtual assistant gets paid when I get paid, then I have another virtual assistant that is my acquisitionist. So my acquisitionist talks to all the potential sellers, okay? Gets the information on the properties, gets the sold comps pulled, gets the values of the properties, negotiates with the sellers on my behalf. Guess what? My acquisitionist doesn't get paid until I've got a home to buy. And guess what? I always borrow more from my private lenders than I need to buy the house. So that property is already positively cash flowing because on every deal that we buy, I actually pick up a check. I bring no money to the closing table. I get a check. I mean, who wouldn't want to get paid to buy houses? And you know, my favorite, my favorite phrase on my real estate attorney's check stub that I pick up? Yes, I still go pick up checks because it's fun to pick up $30,000 checks. The phrase is excess cash to close. I love excess cash. Excess cash to close. So with the excess cash, what do you do? You're, you're paying yourself for, for getting the deal under contract, correct? I'm sorry, say again? You're paying yourself to get, for getting the deal under contract or closing the deal and executing on it. That's oh, yeah. The, that's right, 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 right. So, so the excess cash, so let's say I'm buying a, let's say a property's got an after-repaired value, a single family house of 200000 Right. Now, I know, Reed, in Los Angeles, you can't even buy an outhouse for $200,000. <laughs> I, I get that. I can sell you my tent in the front lawn. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But here in eastern North Carolina, we can, okay? So in this, in this quick example, after repaired value of 200000 let's say I'm buying the house for $100,000. And that's what I'm doing today, Reed. Most of my purchases, I'm buying between 30 and 50 cents on the after repaired dollar amount, 50, 30 to 50 cents. So I buy it for 100000 So I'll get from my private lender, say, $130,000, okay? That's $30,000 more than I need to buy the house. So I've got excess cash of 30000 What am I going to use that money for? I'll use that money to renovate the house, rehab it. I'll use that money for some marketing costs, 
closing cost, paying my acquisitionist. So the private money actually cash flows the business right out the gate. In fact, my students ask me, they'll say, Jay, what's the quickest way for me to get a big check? I'll say, private money, <laughs> private money. Get the money lined up, okay? We go buy a house, boom, you got a big check. Now, of course, we got to get that property cash flowing as soon as possible because that money's going to run out. So we either want to put it in MLS and cash it out or sell it on rent to own and get that baby cash flowing per month, more money coming in per month than going out to your underlying private lender. Awesome stuff. I love it. Love it. Everything you've been tell, talking to me today about, I really, really would love to keep going on with this conversation, but I know we do have to wrap it up. Every time is precious for both of us. I do want to end the show with the top five investing tips. Do you want to get into it? The top five on oh my lands. You, 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 I wasn't prepared, so let me just see what comes to my mind first. I will, I'll, walk you, I'll, I'll walk you through it. What is the daily habit that you practice to keep on track towards your goals? I'm sure you'd have to have a daily habit. Absolutely. Well, I got two daily habits that come to mind uh, right off the bat. Number one, I've got the same set of affirmations that I say every morning for the sake of time. I know we don't have to go into that. So I want to repro not reprogram, but I want to focus my mind every morning on what is the most important for me to be doing. All right. My mindset. Number two, the most important three things, only three things, and I learned this from my dad. One of my top three things I want to accomplish the next day, and I write those down on an index card the night before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Daily habit. Daily habit. Love it. Love it. Who's the most influential person in your career to date? Oh, Wow. I'd have to say Ron LeGrand out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he's been buying and selling houses for coming up on 40 years, and he's been training people for 30 years. Um, he really taught me the nuts and bolts from start to finish. I love it. And Jay, Jay LeGrand, I have to check him out um, because he sounds very influ influential to making you successful, which is pretty awesome. Uh, what is the most influential tool in your business? You have an automated business. You're earning seven figures. There has to be some tool, whether it's a phone, a software, maybe it's a virtual assistant. But what is that tool to help you be successful? Wow, that is a deep question. The mo <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, folks, you can tell uh, uh, you can tell this was not pre pre programmed or pre recorded or whatever. Um, my most uh, most important tool that I use, you know what? It's got to be, and in the real estate investing business, it's got to be my lead virtual assistant. Lead virtual. So. I've got a lead virtual assistant that the acquisitionist reports to and that the uh, person talking to potential buyers talks to and that my contractors talk to. So here's the principle. The less number of people I talk to or I have to talk to, the more I can get done. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You're, you're bringing people into your business to create you more wealth, correct? That's what you're doing. Absolutely. And you know, I really didn't start to understand it, Reed, until, as I said, about eight years ago. And that is actually the more I get out of the way and let my team do their job, the quicker it gets done, the better it gets done, and the more money I make. Love it. Love it, mate. What has been the biggest failure to date and what have you learned? I'm sorry, the biggest value? F failure, failure. So, oh, the biggest failure. I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the, the Australian got me there. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a huge lesson, Reed. Oh, my lands, this is huge. I'm just glad I learned it when I, you know, made the mistake. So this goes back 12 years ago. I had only been in the investing business for two years. And so bear in mind, folks, 12 years ago, I mean, you know, if you could fog a mirror, you could get money. I mean, it was hot. I mean, hot, 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 like it is now across the nation. And so I bought three condominiums, three condominiums over on the beach, oceanfront and soundfront, two of them on the, on the sound intercoastal waterway, the other one, oceanfront condos. I bought those condos at auction rehabbed them the intended strategy was to flip them mm -hmm. okay to make money quickly guess what 
Within a matter of three months of me buying those condos, the market turned over on the beach, and I couldn't flip them. The values came down almost below what I paid for them. Now I've got all that rehab money in them. So let me tell you the lesson I learned. Don't ever invest in real estate looking for the cash out without knowing what the numbers are and will it cash flow if you have to rent it out, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. So even though my exit strategy may not be a long-term rental, you got to make sure the math will cash flow that property in case you're stuck holding it, and don't only look for the exit strategy on cashing out. Make sure you that baby will cash flow if you have to end up holding it longer than you intended. Love it. Love it, mate. Now, do the numbers, back yourself, make sure they work. And if you have and have multiple exit strategies, I think that's the biggest lesson learned, right? You've got to make sure those exit strategies work in the worst case scenario so you can still be successful. Jay, Absolutely. You, you've been an incredible guest. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation? And I know you may have some free gifts to give to my listeners. Absolutely. So my website is www.jayconner.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R. So I'm not O-R like most Connors. I'm E-R.com. And now for the free gifts. I've got two for for your listeners. One is my book, The New Masters of Real Estate, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. And I also have an audio recording that goes over in even more detail how I raised $2,150,000 in less than 90 days from being cut off from the banks. So to get the gifts, go to my website, jayconner.com, but put this in the URL, very important, forward slash, and then read Goosen's name. So jayconner.com with an E-R, forward slash, read Goosen's, and read Goosen's is all in lowercase. Perfect. Well, Jay, you have provided some incredible cracking information for my guests today. I just want to quickly summarize what I learned. You know, I want to dictate, delegate, and then disappear. I think that was the, probably the quote of the day. I think also the, the, at the beginning when you spoke about having a mentor, where do you get started in all this process? People out there in this, you know, trying to struggle through this new economy, getting a mentor, being educated, surrounding yourself with successful people. And, and you know, I think that's been the real sort of two major pieces coming out of today's conversation. Uh, did I leave anything out? I think you got it, Reed. And I tell you what, I have had a cracking time on your show. <laughs> well, Jay, thank you so much for dropping by. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch up soon. All right. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another cracking episode jam-packed with some awesome, incredible actionable steps and advice where you can get out there and get deals done. Make sure you check out my website for any show notes for today's conversation with Jay at www.rsmpropertygroup.com. Thanks for taking some time at E-Day to continue to grow your financial knowledge because that's what we're all about here on this show. We're going to do this all again next week. So take care, be safe, and remember, happy investing. Happy investing.